you've got to do your own evaluation as well because without evaluation i think you don't progress any further you've got to see your mistakes and you've got to learn by them and it's always room for uh repeating over and over and over again till you get it right yeah Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Glove Sound Podcast. We're your hosts, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. And today, we're welcoming back a previous guest of the podcast, Rusty Kara. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, pleased to be back again. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to invite you back on. It's It's been quite some time and a lot of things has happened since you were on the last time. Um, mm -hmm. Today... You brought up the topic, uh, why do goalkeepers dive forward and why do some goalkeepers don't dive forward? And we're going to dive into that a little bit later in the episode. But before we do so, we want to fire away some, some quick fire questions. So we have four quick questions that we just want you to answer as quick as possible. So if you're ready for that, we will we'll start sure, yeah. with that. Absolutely, yeah. Here we go. Gloves on or gloves off? Gloves on, definitely, my friend. Absolutely. Always gloves on. There we go. And next one is favorite goalkeeper of all time. Uh, I would say Rita Dasayev, the Russian 1982 goalkeeper and World Cup goalkeeper. Absolutely unbelievable. What a goalkeeper. He's got everything what it takes. Everything. Interesting. Interesting. And mm -hmm. favorite goalkeeper you have played with or coached? Some of the goalkeeper I played with or coached. Uh, I played with Fred Barber, uh, played for Everton, uh, Walsall, he played for a great goalkeeper, great lad, you know, he could have, he could have made it at the top to be one of the top, top, top goalkeepers. Uh, he's a great coach at the moment uh, and uh, it was a pleasure working alongside him and I worked with him. Um, Simon Smith, uh, he was one of the greatest educators I ever came across knowledge football goalkeeping unbelievable great man as well um it's been it's been it's been a, a long journey for me i've been worked with some great goalkeepers um a couple of goalkeepers goal i worked with with ess back in north africa uh, one of them is actually playing for the under 121 international at the moment and uh, he's got great prospect in becoming one of the top goalkeepers as well so it's i've worked with some great lads over the years and uh, i'm still ongoing you know, at oh, my yeah. going absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Happy you're still in the game. And and last one here, Rusty. Most important aspect within goalkeeping. The most important aspect. Yeah. It's 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 the conditioning level. You know, it's how well you condition yourself from the four corners. Uh it's gotta be um well monitored and you've got to do your own evaluation as well because without evaluation i think you don't progress any further you've got to see your mistakes and you've got to learn by them and it's always room for uh repeating over and over and over again till you get it right yeah absolutely spot on spot on and and now i think it's 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 time to go directly into to the topic because we have actually a, a lot of we want to talk about here about diving yep. forward in, in goalkeeping um mm -hmm. and it it's a it's a it's a topic within goalkeeping you have studied a lot 
worked a lot on and have a lot of a lot of knowledge on so that's why we really want to dive mm -hmm. into this and want to talk with you about this and hopefully a lot of the listeners out there can can benefit from from all your research on, on this topic so mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. of all rusty can you please introduce us to a little bit about the history behind and the background within diving forward in, in goalkeeping because i know it's have involved a lot over the most recent years yeah yeah well forward diving doesn't occur just in one scenario it it, it can occurs from a 1v1 scenarios uh it is two topic into that as well we'll go into it in a minute it could occur from a driven ball from deep diagonal across the face at the first post and it could occur from the, the when when the left foot are playing on the right and vice versa drops your shoulder cuts in field and whips that ball around the first post you know uh, so obviously you'd be looking at a forward punch, you'd be looking at a forward cup, you'd be looking at a forward block, and you'd be looking at a forward smothering. So the, the, there are four scenarios that occurs frequently, week in and week out, at the highest level. And nine out of ten, the goalkeeper will just either freeze or bunny hump his approach. So is hesitate, will hesitate or will just freeze. You know, they don't tend to go forward and try to intercept that ball prior to contact. For some reason, I've researched all the reasons, I've got all the answers, I think, I believe. But uh, uh, the forward diving started back home in Tunisia when I was at the age of 14. Uh, we were practicing one particular scenario. Uh, the coach never said anything. Basically, he just said, I'm going to overrun the ball in front, and I would like you to show me the quickest way of getting there. Right? In those days, we used to practice on clay, believe it or not. I mean. Uh, peeling the sheet out of my thigh every morning was just a common occurrence. You know, we didn't have the privilege to play on grass. We were uh, pretty much junior level or senior level. Uh, I was I was the youngest one at the age at the time, and uh, obviously it was my turn. I was the last one to perform this drill, and uh, obviously I knew exactly what the coach wanted me to do. It was basically to take a couple of steps. As soon as you obviously, there's a lot of technical into it, his structure, his approach, and his all very very fine details but before but the principle is basically the objective is to get to that ball very quickly which is a couple of steps and you launch forward leading with both arms in front and you use as the use the front part of your abdominals as a landing platform so basically obviously you can catch the ball on contact just about when you're shooting or you can smother the ball and it's not really a smothering technique it's more like a wedging technique because in those situations you don't want to tuck the ball back into your abdominals because you expose your face into a fatal injury so that protection the ball has got to be in between you and the ball in the space in between you follow me anyway um we've tried this drill over and over again and eight goalkeepers not a single one of them would dare do it so the the the, the coach decided to put the ball on a sand pit uh, at the back of a sand pit and obviously a lot of goalkeepers were coming through and they were diving forward you know so they were just plunking forward so everybody was doing it you know on a sand pit because obviously there's no on impact there is no there is no that cannot hurt anything but when it came time to my turn to do it on a sand pit i've actually crushed my elbow and for years i was looking and thinking was that a lack of confidence sorry overconfidence or is it actually a lack of focus that actually forced me to, to sustain this really bad injury that kept me out for a year and for years i was given it as an example to a lot of my a lot of my uh, students you know saying look that's what happened if you lose confidence but it wasn't the fact the case was far from it uh, it's actually when you dive on sand this particular technique it's you know the sand has got a lot of friction resistance 
so the body doesn't slide you want that momentum to go forward because that's the technique it's actually a skimming technique but on sand obviously my hand went into the sand and my body buckled on top and crushed my elbow underneath so for years i couldn't figure out what was the problem has occurred from uh until i went further and further into studying the actual technique of of diving forward uh, it's not about plunking it's about skimming the ground and it's obviously if you're airborne it's about the the landing trajectory you know your approach and how you actually land so there's a lot of technical stuff into it uh, it progressed when i was doing my b license back at uh, st george's park and obviously we were doing a 1v1 scenario and uh, there was a lot of emphasis on actually performing this key block technique you know in 1v1 scenario and i didn't agree i thought well what's the matter with actually launching forward you know on contact and try to intercept that ball and nobody would agree you know they all thought he was just suicidal apart from one german coach that said we do that in the bundesliga we actually do it and i know some of my colleagues that do it in italy as well but it's, it's a different approach as well if you notice a lot of people when a lot of goalkeepers when they dive forward they tilt the oblique just before they make contact with the ground they do it instinctively so anyway um I want to research uh, further into it and obviously when I start coaching and uh, and ask ask goalkeepers I say, well why do you not dive forward why do you dare diving forward and if I do the test with you now and I ask you personally why would you not dive forward instantly you probably say it's my head because I put my expose my head into danger that's nine out of ten what goalkeeper would say right now I say okay then but goalkeepers do dive into feet to hook from under or to smother or to block or so what's the difference you probably wouldn't even know the answer say all right okay i'm gonna do a test for you i'm gonna put a static ball with nothing up front you've got no obstacle there that's gonna hurt your your head and i would like you to shuffle forward and dive forward leading with both hands in front the three things that could occur the goalkeeper will either freeze completely freeze either bunny hump hesitate his approach or three he will attempt to dive but prior to making contact with the ground instinctively he will he will tilt to his obliques he'll do it instinctively and if you ask him why did he do that or why did he do any of the three whatever he's done again he'll not know the answer he'll probably tell you it's my genitals you know or probably tell you my ribs or anything silly like that but the answer is not that the answer is buried subconscious within right nobody ever seek deeper to find out what's the real cause and why goalkeepers dive forward now you see rugby players when they score a try they go forward yeah you know they go forward to score a try where do they land they use the front part of the abdominals you know as a landing platform but in, in, in rugby they use the elbows and the knees to prevent that impact you know to, to to actually observe a little bit of that impact so they're not actually landed but with goalkeeper the arms are forward so let's say for instance uh the reason i want to study this this this, this um, scenario further and further, uh, it's because I'm watching so many scenarios during games now where goalkeepers aren't intercepting. I ask the question myself: How can I evolve goalkeeping? How can I make goalkeeping better? How can I get my goalkeeper? Why should my goalkeeper wait for the ball to connect or on contact to react? How can I get my goalkeeper to intercept that ball in you know that space in between prior to contact? or intercept the ball on contact or during the process of the reaction. So what does I mean by that? Let's say for instance, and you see it frequently now, you see a left footer playing on the right and vice versa, cuts in field and whips that ball around the first post. 
Nine out of 10, you see goalkeeper will either freeze on their, they'll freeze on their line and they'll allow that vertical penetration from deep, you know, to attack that first post there, a header, nine out of 10. So the striker is actually using his pace and his upper body to reach for that ball and put it in. But the goalkeeper wouldn't do, wouldn't budge. He would just, would not go forward. And nine out of 10, the ball will just creeps agonizingly into the second. How many times have we seen that? The ball whips on the first post, no contact was made from either the striker or the goalkeeper and the ball just goes creeps in the second post. How often do you see that? All the time, frequently. We see goalkeepers just freeze on the line. If the ball happens to loop in front of him and we've seen goalkeepers, goalkeepers at the top level doing the same thing, to prevent that bounce in front, goalkeepers instead of taking shuffle, a couple of shuffles in front and launch forward and cup that ball with airborne. How often do we see that? We never see that. We see goalkeepers try to wedge that ball when it comes down instead of meeting it early. Yeah. The other scenario, let's say, for instance, a goalkeeper, uh, the striker is shaping or maneuvering to shape and strike the ball. And the goalkeeper has, has got the space, the time to take a couple of shuffle up front and block that ball up front, you know, leading with both hands first. We don't see that happen. We see him performing the K, the K technique is what everybody emphasizes on these days. Again, in one one v one scenarios, you don't see goalkeeper try to gauge the temperament of the striker or gauge his first touch and try to pounce and try to. Uh, intercept that ball during the process of the, of the reaction you know what i mean he would rather wait for the for the, for the strikers to come onto him and then react so basically it's all about intercepting that space prior to contact on contact or during the process why wait for contact and react the only way to do it is to actually narrow that space in between as quick as possible and the only way to do it is the goalkeeper's got a speed he can generate speed from a point-blank spot, you know, bank. He can sprint, couple shuffle. You've got the upper body as an extension, and you've got both your arm as a further extension. So you're going to get turned to the striker much earlier if you really coach it and if you really... So it, it's all about knowledge, isn't it? It's something that we don't tend to look look into it or, or coach it. But we can't coach it because we don't, we don't think it's an appropriate thing for goalkeepers to do. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, uh, Rashi, I highly agree. And I think this topic is, is very up-to-date and it's a topic and and a part of goalkeeping that really fascinates me because I really got exposed to it over the last few years, um, especially yeah. through all the content we, we have nowadays on, on all the different social media platforms. An example I can give is on social media. Mm -hmm. I've seen mm -hmm. it a lot from, for example, Jacobo Viola, who became a very good friend of mine and mm -hmm. went to visit him in, in Italy as well and and do a different kind of Italian techniques. And I know that that's a very big part of, of Italian goalkeeping. And I know Alex will get into that a bit later here in the podcast because he's obviously in Rome right now and has an Italian goalkeeper coach. So that's something we will go into talking about more as well. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. talking about this, this dive, diving forward, um, when you decided that this is what we're going to talk today. Um, you obviously told us you have a little project going on. And why do you have this passion on, on this specific technique within goalkeeping? And what do you have in mind to like really promote it and, and encourage goalkeepers out there to, to dive mm -hmm. forward? 
Well, well, first of all, I would like to light a bulb on, on the coach's head. Um, you know, w when you say we don't look deeper and try to find out the reasons behind why we never tend to practice this kind of technique or, or find out the reasons behind it, it you know, it, it, the thing is, well, you know, we are controlled by our own body senses. You know, our body sense sometimes it tells us it's a no-go area, just don't do that. But it's always a way around it. I mean, for me, it, it, the first thing is about knowledge, right? You show the goalkeeper the scenarios that occurs week in and week out, and what actually they're doing. What, what where do you think that you can improve them? Where do you think we can encourage them and promote them to do that? So it's all about knowledge, and then the understanding. Once they understand, because without knowledge, it's, it's, it's a lot of a lot of. I, I know this from a very young age because when I was a kid and I used to be told to perform a drill, and I used to come out of the training session thinking, well, what was it all about? You know, because if, if you don't understand what you're doing, all right, if you haven't got any knowledge about what we're doing, you don't you won't understand what you're doing, you won't learn it. If you apply it, it just it just becomes physical torture as far as I'm concerned, because you, you're not adapting, because you're doing something you're not understanding. So the first thing about this uh, promoting this forward dive, it's it's all about knowledge first. You show the goalkeepers what goes on in football games. How do you get them to get there first? How are you going to encourage them to do that? Well, here's the question. Do you believe that the choice of closing what you were can psychologi psychologically decrease or increase the performance? Do you think, I mean, uh, is it possible, is it possible, let's say, to generate any energy and dynamics, you know, if you, if you were what feels right, you know? Uh, can what doesn't feel right subconsciously give you the sense of feeling vulnerable, exposed, and drifting away from your comfort zone? In other words, could you sense more power to your spring if you were tight cycle shorts, let's say, for instance? Sharp and explosive, let's say, for instance, if you were compressing layer underneath? You know? Uh, pr protective closing. Is it is the difference between wearing something that's going to protect you and wearing something that's more adequate to give you a tool as well, not just to protect your body. So what is the most vulnerable part of the body? First of all, the question is when forward diving. So it's not the head, it's not the organs, it's not the genital. What, 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 what do you think, in your opinion, is the most vulnerable part of the body? And no disrespect, I bet nobody, nobody would know. Did I point it out to you now? It's probably like your hands, your arms, fingers. If you're diving forward and using the abdominals as a landing platform, what is the most vulnerable part of your body? Abdominals. Well, let, me, let, let yeah. me give you the answer to that. It's the pelvis skeleton, believe it or not. It's a pubic, it's a pubic, pelvic pubic in here. You know, there isn't muscle there to protect that bone, that, that skeleton bone. And when you skim in the ground, obviously the friction is a lot of sensitive organs are canaling through that that part of the body when the friction you know it's going to actually hurt you try to tap your pelvic there with your arm and see the pain that comes out of it that's your center of gravity regardless whether they actually cupping the ball punching the ball diving forward or skimming the ground your center of gravity is going to touch that part of the body there that part that prevents goalkeeper that's what your body sense is telling you it's a no-go area because you're going to hurt that part of your body it's got nothing to do with the head. In fact, goalkeepers' most injury occurred because of a trailing knee. 
99.9% of head injuries when diving forward occur because of a trailing knee, right? And 9 out of 10, the striker will halt his, you know, he'll instinctively he'll halt his, uh, his, his striking leg if he knows the goalkeeper is at danger. So it, it hardly happens when actually a goalkeeper got smacked in the face with a boot. How often do you see it? But we see a lot of injuries with the trailing knee. So if, if you put two and two together, you know, it's nothing to do with the head. The head's got nothing. There's just an answer. It's a false. It's a myth. The problem is it's that pelvic skeleton there, that pelvis, that pelvis bone there. It is, is a problem, obviously, on impact and when he's coming the ground. So what can you give goalkeepers to make them feel better or to make them feel comfortable and to promote diving forward? So it's two things important here. It's knowledge. Right. And that relates to a lot of things, the scenarios that occur during games and obviously the technical, psychological, the four corners. You know, let's say, for instance, a 1v1 scenario. In a 1v1 scenario, there is a difference between from a psychological perspective, let's say, for instance. There is a difference between a player is coming with the ball in total full control of the ball at his feet from deep right where from a psychological point of view perspective obviously if you to reverse the onus onto him you know he'd be he'd be looking at your goalkeeper to gauge his temperament because his problem is who's running behind him how close they are and so on so his eagerness to get to goal there as quick as possible is where he's going to make that mistake can he overrun the ball are you ready are you structurally ready to actually grip and thrust and pounce in front and lunge to smother that ball or block that ball on, on the other hand, a 1v1 scenario could occur where, where the ball is, is actually played into the path of play, where it requires one touch or two touches. Then, obviously, the goalkeeper's task is to gauge his first touch, his second touch. So it's two things there from a psychological perspective. From a technique, from a physical perspective, from deep, obviously, you're retrieving back. And there's something there's a lot of goalkeepers do, right? When they retrieve back to goal, are you backpedaling? Are you going side on or there is a way of actually retrieving so you can reverse that thrust in an instant? You follow what I'm saying? So one minute you are pedaling back, but what you actually is you're actually compressing and generating to reverse the thrust back to front. Right. So there's a technique there that we don't practice very quickly. You see, a lot of goalkeepers, how can you be ready if that ball is spilt in front? So it's not just about the structure of your position. A lot of people emphasize on position. No, it's about readiness, your body tools. Can you reverse that thrust back to front, couple of steps and launch forward? On the other hand, if you are dealing with it from a ball played into the path, it will be more like into the 18 yard box. So we'll be looking at the gripper thrust. That what I mean is it's that pounce, it's that dynamic pounce, you know, the first dynamic pounce to get you from start, then a couple of shuffle and then it, the technique requires all it requires is just a couple of steps and the lunch. That's all it is. A couple, a couple of steps and the lunch. That's all it takes. The same thing again. Whatever the ball is airborne, whatever you're copping a punch, it's exactly the same thing. It's a couple of steps and the lunch. That's all it takes. But it's all to do with readiness. It's all to do with tools. It's all to do with uh, not just uh, timing. Of course, it's very important. But that'll that'll all come. But the most important thing is actually the knowing how to. You know, coaching your goalkeeper how to get into that, intercept that space in between or narrow that space in between as quick as possible before the striker makes contact. How can you do it? 
I, I can't see how how anybody cannot do it. You know, generating the pace, you know, it's all up to you, the intensity of generating your pace. So you can generate as much pace to pounce in front. Then you've got your upper body, then you've got your arm. So what's stopping you from getting there first? It's because you don't know, you've never been taught how to do it. You see how often balls run that first post there. We see it very frequently. You don't see left footers playing on the left wing anymore, do you? So we see a right footer playing on the left foot now. So what they do is, it's obviously to get that support common, you know, you know, drops the shoulder, comes in field and whips that ball around the first post. And you see players running towards that first post. Do you see goalkeeper coming out to punch that ball? How often do you see it? Because I hardly see it. Or if the ball happened to loop in front of him, he'll wait for it and try to wedge it instead of try to cup it. Yeah, I remember you posting a, a whole scenario of uh, Ederson. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not doing it uh, on LinkedIn where you, you kind on of. On the Champions League. There was a Champions yeah. League. Again, yeah, that... There was a leg in front. Mm -hmm. And all he had to do just actually attack that ball and cup it. Yeah. He didn't. He waited for it. Yeah, and we see that happening all the time. It, it's it's happening all the time, and if outfield coaches, you know, just wake up a bit and just say, like, okay, okay, let's let's have a look at this. You know, let how can we how can I get my goalkeeper to intercept? Why should goalkeeper wait for the ball, wait for contact first, and then react to on contact? You know, no, I, I, I want to teach my goalkeeper to actually intercept that ball prior to contact, and the only way to do it is to narrow that space in between as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So you've got the chance of doing it. So, but goalkeepers don't do it because obviously it's a landing, isn't it? It's the landing. Obviously, in one v one scenario, it's skimming the ground. If you are cupping or punching the ball, it's it's that trajectory. You know how you actually land. You know what I mean? It's a landing technique there. You cannot be landing on your head. You know, obviously, a landing technique there. So it's all coaching. It's all practice. It's all knowledge. It's all applying. It's all analyzing. It's all evaluating. Uh, and it all comes together eventually it becomes familiar you know but at the moment we're not familiar with this kind of stuff you know we think oh well i spoke to uh, one of my colleagues recently you know uh, god love him great man as well i worked with at newcastle martin thomas uh, and we were talking about this 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 project we we're talking about it and and he said look in italy they do it i said yes martin they do it in italy but look what they do in italy you know they don't use the, the front part of the abdominals as a landing platform they'll tilt their body, you know, every time they go forward, they'll tilt into the obliques. Instantly, you see goalkeeper tilt to their obliques. How, am I right or wrong? How often yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm just learning the technique now here in, uh, here mm -hmm. in Italy with the, they call it attack, attack palla. All right. So you have to attack the ball. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of drills where we, we dive forward and they really want us to be mm -hmm. positive mm -hmm. in our diving. And, I haven't used it in game yet because I haven't had a scenario, but in training, when we do it, yeah, I, I jump forward um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we, we twist and land on our side of our body. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but we drive in a, dive in a straight line forward. So it's really... It yeah. is a technique for it. Whether, whether you're collecting the ball airborne or punching the ball airborne or you're blocking on contact or smothering, you know, if it's a, if it's a spilled ball... Either mm -hmm. way is, is a technique for it, is an approach, is a technique. The key is obviously it's uh, it's 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 it, it trajectory of your landing, you know. Whatever you're doing, it's how your trajectory land, you know. It's it's obviously something that you learn. You've got to be low, 
you know where Sandy Griffiths got to be low, you got to be on your front toes. I don't believe in being on the front foot because that's gonna you're gonna take a longer stride there. You got to, both feet got to be close together. So there's a lot of technique into it, and obviously your protection. If if you are protecting, if you are punching that ball there, and you know it's traffic coming towards you there, you've got your elbows, your protection. So you punch the ball and you leave your arms there in front, diamond shape. Anybody want to walk in, they're gonna walk into that. So this is what you're going to teach your goalkeepers a lot of things. Obviously, the structure, the approach, uh, the technical execution, the landing technique. It, it, it's all it's all part of the package. You know, it's not just like I'll go and dive forward and that's it. You know, I, I believe in that. I think it's, it's all breaking down everything. Show your goalkeepers. Um, you know, uh, build it gradually. You know, uh, strategically. You know, build that, and then obviously get them to do the practice. Uh, eventually they will adapt it's all about adapting it's all about confidence it's it's, it's confidence is the key ignition i always say to that uh if a goalkeeper it knows you're going to get there you know 100 you're going to get there you're going to flatten anybody in front of you but you're going to stand there on your line and wait for the ball coming to you or react on contact or we'll see what happens you know it's in the back of the net you know so for me going forward from here uh it's it's there's four scenarios that I've just mentioned there. And we see week in and week out. You count how many goals are leaking from those kind of scenarios. And you ask yourself as a coach, if I can get my goalkeeper to dive forward, right, how many goals am I going to save? This is what this is the question you've got to be, be asking. Uh, it's possible. I've done it when I was 14 on clay, right? And I mean it. I'm talking about peeling the sheet out of my, my thigh every morning. It's, it's a common occurrence. I've done it on clay. I've smashed my elbow doing it. And I know why I smashed my elbow doing it. And that was on sand. Right? So on sand, I've smashed my elbow. On, but on clay, I've managed to do it. But no, well, nobody else could do it. Would dare do it. So it's all about courage as well. Obviously, goalkeepers, you know, it's part of our characteristic, isn't it? You know, courage, bravery, uh, bit of grit. You know, and do you know something as well? This is this is the part a lot of people. If 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 a striker can reach for the ball, right? If if he can, if if a striker can actually stretch his upper body forward to leap for the ball and, and head it home, and you tell me, goalkeeper, you can actually do the same, but you've got both your hands in front of you as well. Mm -hmm. So if you do it once or twice or three times, is a difference between a reputation. And between a fearless reputation, you do it once, twice. Peter Schmeichel, why? Why do you think? Why do you think they won't? John Fashino probably won't go in the air with him. Wouldn't challenge him in the air because he knows he's going to get clattered. So reputation is important as well. You do it once, twice. Strikers, you're going to exert reverse the onus into them. They're going to think he's going to come out of it. I'm going to be careful here. So obviously now goalkeepers, what we do and telling strikers, hey, it's on the plate there. If it's swept on the first post, you know I'm not going to go out and punch it. You're welcome to it. I'm going to stand on my line by time and react because that's where we coach goalkeepers now. Yeah, just yeah. stand on the line and by time. Yeah, I think that's that's most of like in Denmark. We mm -hmm. we went into more like going out and then narrowing the angle, not going out diving forward, but going out narrowing the angle, making the. the I'm talking about one v ones right now. It's, mm -hmm. it's go out narrow the angle, slow the striker down, and then make them do something before you do something like yeah make make them do their outcome and then you react from that instead of diving into feet because we i think we saw a tendency that we made way too many penalties with goalkeeper and goalkeepers over 
extending themselves, but they also didn't dive forward. They were diving sideways where like they ended up mm -hmm. with their knees up next to their head and not their head in front of their knees. You know, forward line. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is this is what um, this is what goalkeepers do now in one v one scenarios. You know, they either narrow the space or kill the space. I should say very quickly and block. You know, so the rush of the line and spread, right? It's either they narrow the space, stand big, invite the shot one way, or force wide and hook from under. We see goalkeepers do it all the time. Now, these are old-fashioned way, you know, to keep up with the pace of the modern game, goalkeepers need to be smarter and more creative in their approach. Uh, what do I mean by that is uh, the objective is about uh, being ahead of the game, maintaining a standard. The goalkeeper coaches must seek further beyond technique, new dimensions, landing platform, and all around, scrutinize everything all around, basically. So what I'm trying to say from there is, studies showed that a lot of people uh, don't even think that this this technique is is actually possible you know it's it's a no-go area that is, i don't see I, I i don't know anybody up and down the country promote this technique of going forward leading with both arms in front you know it's, it's very rarely it, it doesn't happen very often or if it does you know obviously they don't do it the proper way as far as i'm concerned because the way to do it is to use the landing platform the abdomen is the landing platform it's not your obliques you're not going to tilt because that's going to slow reaction time you got to go full on with no fear whatsoever obviously the technique is when you're landing inside the gravity you're going to lift both your legs up and your upper bodies it's you know so it's going to arc you're going to arc that body so you're going to your 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 posture is going to become like a like sort of a a, a slope type of service so it's it's, it's easier to to skid through the, you know, if you're skidding or if you're landing, you know what I mean? You're gonna, you can't, you gotta maintain that momentum going forward, you know, before you just charge that energy, you know, you can't just come to a halt straight away because your body just buckles up and you end up crushing your elbows like I did. Um, so it's, it's a lot of technique, you know, um, a lot of, but it's not, it's not suicidal, it's not coma quasi, it's possible, it really is possible. Like I said, two things, most important things is knowledge, understanding, practice, and evaluate and so on. But the most important thing is giving your goalkeeper the protective garment that's going to protect him and allow them to execute this technique without any fear whatsoever of hurting themselves. So I'm revealing well, a bit about the project I'm working on now. So I'm working on a garment, obviously, that's going to protect certain parts of the body and allow goalkeepers to actually die forward. So it's all patterned down and legally done anyway so whoever's listening you know they kind of actually go and copy me you know <laughs> you know but uh, that's the idea yeah obviously uh you're gonna you're gonna have to give your goalkeepers some kind of protection you know if i'm gonna protect you you're gonna turn fear into success aren't you you know subconsciously you're not gonna you're not gonna hold back you're not you're not gonna you're just gonna go because you know you're protected you know you, you, you've got something that's protecting you and allowing you to do so so it's very important so there's there's the two things you know uh, obviously on this project i'm i'm, I'm busy finishing this uh, uh I, I don't feel i've explained everything properly or i, I hope i do i did because uh, there's so much information to talk about you know uh, yeah i mean i mean rusty we we are very happy that you jumped on here to to maybe even make a little teaser for your own project because as you mm -hmm. said this was only a, a, a little part of it and and i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. mainly what we what we focus on here on the podcast to be honest because as we say all the time we could talk 
24 hours a day about goalkeeping, right? And we mm -hmm. try to narrow one topic down to around 30 minutes. And and again, today, this episode just flew by and we mm -hmm. already passed the 30 minute mark a few minutes ago. Um, but again, we're just very, very grateful and, and happy mm -hmm. that you would take your time and, and share a little bit about your perspective and your research about diving forward. And, and we're Absolutely. very, very mm -hmm. looking forward to also um, reading your your project and your, mm -hmm. more about your research when it when it comes out and we will obviously also inform our listeners um, mm -hmm. when it when it do so uh, but here at the end again rusty we just want to thank you so much for for taking the time and, and sharing your knowledge on our podcast today absolutely pleasure my friend and i wish i wish i've done uh, i wish i could have just been a bit more punctual and about but like i said it's so far too much information to try to cram everything together but that's the idea the idea basically is about and i believe um goalkeeping when i say goalkeeping will evolve that's evolve is one way of choking goals off or making sure that goals aren't going in if we do get good goalkeeper to go forward get him to go forward teach him Obviously, when I finish the presentation, I'll be doing my proper presentations. You know, obviously, I'll get my garment sorted and I get everything ready and everything. That was the idea for me to start going around and promoting this idea properly, you know. Uh, but it's it, it just a matter of time, another, you know, a few more months, you know, before I finish everything off. But then it will be more clear uh, about the idea itself. It will be more because everything is there. Diagrams are there. The, presentation is there speaks for itself obviously the clips that i'll be gathering to show you know the the scenarios that occur week in and week out during the games you know and uh, and if only if only outfield coaches with all my respect you know no disrespect at all understood goalkeeping you know uh, a, a bit more you, you will wonder tactically you know when you're doing your analysis and all that say so where's that goal come from well can i get my goalkeeper to actually get there before that striker and how can i do it you know, it's one, two, three, four scenarios that occur quite frequently during games. How can I get my goalkeeper to actually do that? And it's simple. Show them, give them protection, break down the technique and put it into a strategic method, you know, during training. And before you know it, obviously, you're not going to do it at senior level. You're going to do that from young ages. Mm -hmm. You know, but from very young age, there are, you know, there is ways obviously progress further and further, you know, and obviously more intense, you know, in, when I get to senior level. So it becomes like a conditioning thing in senior level. But during the process, the learning process, the development process, it's obviously going to break things down and show them slowly, slowly how to do it and how to execute it. And obviously, by the time they reach senior level, it becomes bread and butter. It just take a natural automatism. Automatism is not just practice. It's knowledge. You've got to know first. You've got to understand what you're doing first. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review, and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>